Hi guys, welcome back to the Lonnie's Library podcast. Today's episode is going to be another seasonal book recommendation episode. We're going to be talking about all of the books that you should read this fall. I have 13 different book recommendations. I have book recs from graphic novels, middle grades, mystery of course, romance, and fantasy. And then I'm also going to talk a little bit about my fall TBR which is very small this year. And that's okay. But of course, before we get into all of that, we're going to talk about my what this week. I just got back from the bookstore. Luckily, my brother bought me books today. I got Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, which I'll be talking about later. And Love Radio by Ebony Liddell, which I'll also be talking about later. You just had to tell you that I did buy those today, though. And I'm just going to hop straight to this. I know that I tend to do my current read before all of this, but... I also applied to be a librarian. I'm qualified and I've passed the exam. So all that's left for my interview process is the actual interview. (laughs) I'm so nervous, but I'm so excited. Y'all, like Lonnie's library for real. I'm currently reading The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy by by Megan Bannon. This is another fall book recommendation. I just haven't finished it completely to know if the ending will ruin it all or not. But so far, it has been such a pleasant surprise. This was not even on my TBR last week. And I just picked it up on a whim. I put it on hold at my local library and immediately started it once it got there. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good and this book is definitely for the romance girlies specifically the romance girlies that like fantasy but don't want too much fantasy happening because it's kind of a rom-com infused with the fantasy so this book takes place in the lands of tanria and it follows heart and mercy heart is a marshal and he patrols these magical lands he's making sure like these dangerous creatures don't kill people. Mercy is an undertaker and she works at her family-owned funeral home pretty much. Saying this out loud is actually kind of strange. Like what am I reading right now? It's a lot cozier and a lot more fun than it's sounding. (laughs) After Mercy and Heart run into each other, Heart ends up writing this letter to no one in particular and it's addressed to a friend and Mercy ends up being the one receiving it and they quickly become pen pals pouring out their hearts in these letters to each other not even knowing who is on the other side. First of all it's a little bit of a grumpy sunshine. (laughs) Heart is a grumpy man that drinks tea, loves books, and writes letters. We're married. That's so my type. That is so my type. And Mercy is like the parent of her younger siblings. And she's like carrying the weight of all of her family secrets. I'm like 200 pages into it at this point. Let me see. I'm 179 pages into it. And there's pen pals. Y'all know how much I love letters and books in generals, but specifically letters and romanticy books. It's really, it's really fun and whimsical. I have been having trouble putting this book down when I need to. I'm having a lot of fun reading it. I'm not gonna lie. So far, I really recommend it. It's perfect for the fall too. It's like kind of autumnal because obviously their jobs involve a little bit of death. But also, they live in such a magical town. It's so fun. In terms of music, 
I've been listening to Season of the Witch by Lana Del Rey. Hold on, let me re-download Spotify. I don't know why that's not on my phone. Season of the Witch by Lana Del Rey. I think Samara Joy just released something. Um, she did! She released a little Christmas song. Oh my god, I'm gonna play that the second I get done with this. Okay. I'm so excited, y'all. I can't wait for Christmas. I can't wait for Christmas. I need Christmas to happen, and then I need us to go ahead and skip until next year's Juneteenth. Favorite holidays. I haven't really been listening to much because I've been stressing out about my midterms. And when I do tests and when I do schoolwork, I tend to watch YouTube videos in the background. I've also been listening to Lullaby of the Leaves by Ella Fitzgerald. I'm just going to have a whole jam session after I finish recording this episode because so many of these songs I need to listen to again. In my last episode, I told y'all I was in my Queen Latifah bag. And I did not give y'all my top three Queen Latifah songs at the moment like I did with my Kendrick Lamar. When I was in my Kendrick Lamar era, I was like, oh my god, I'm in my Kendrick Lamar era. Let's do my top three songs. For some reason, I didn't do that for Queen Latifah, but we're gonna do it now. This is what I've written down. But this is subject to change as I continue to listen to her discography. Number one. Is Black on Black Love. That's what got me into listening to her. That song just slaps every time I hear it. It's so good. Number two is I Can't Understand. That has been on repeat this week. Like, that's my morning hype song at this point. And then number three is Listen to Me. Yeah, that's a solid top three. That's a solid top three. Obviously, my favorite album of hers right now is Black Rain. I think the next album that I'm going to listen to by her is... Order in the court. So we'll see what next week's, what this week is looking like after I start listening to that one. Anyway, my drinky of the week. Uh, I haven't really been drinking much fun stuff because it's that time of the month. Well, it was that time of the month. It's over now. Now I'm back in my pumpkin cream cold brew bag. I told you I'm going to order last episode, but I'm going to tell you it again because you actually need to order it and try it yourself. Pumpkin cream cold brew. No vanilla. Three shots of brown sugar, one shot of pumpkin, and a splash of oat milk. I get that from Starbucks specifically. That order has me by the throat. It's so good. It's so good. And I already told y'all my activity of the week. I've already told y'all. <laughs> Applying to be a librarian. Like, kind of, kind of being iconic. Okay. I have so many good books to recommend this week. So, let's just get straight into the recommendations. A lot of these books I haven't even talked about on my podcast before. By the way, all of these books will be on my Amazon storefront, so you can see them all in one spot. And if you want to shop around, you can. Feel free. First, I'm going to recommend two graphic novels, one of which is a recent read. The first one being Pumpkin Heads by Rainbow Rowell. This one I read maybe two years ago. It's a short graphic novel about Deja and Josiah. Every fall they work together at a pumpkin patch, but this is their last year working with each other because they're seniors in high school and they have been working with each other every year of high school pretty much. And because this is their last year together, they plan to do all of the activities and eat all of the snacks at the pumpkin patch. And the pumpkin patch is also kind of like a fall festival. So they plan to do all of these activities and eat all of these snacks and possibly admit some feelings for one another because Josiah has been kind of swooning over Deja for years. <laughs> so, this was cute. This is really cute. I, like I said, I read this maybe a year or two ago, and I had such fun time reading it. I read it in a night. I think I read this the night of Halloween. And obviously, it's perfect for fall because, duh, it takes place on a pumpkin patch. 
Now, we have a recent read of mine, which is now one of my favorite graphic novels of all time, pretty much. I can't really think of many graphic novels that are better than this one. And that's Garlic and the Vampire by Brie Paulson. I can't wait to talk more about this book in my October wrap-up because this is the perfect book for a fall. I don't care what kind of reader you are. I don't care if you're mainly into horror and thriller. You will, you will still love this book. It takes place in this little village. And in this story, there's a witch, talking vegetable people, and a vampire. It follows Garlic, who's a gardener. Every week, he and his vegetable friends and a witch named Agnes harvest different vegetables and sell them at a market. So they have like a village farmer's market. One day, all of the vegetable people notice that the once abandoned castle now has some activity going on because they start to see smoke coming from the chimney and speculate that there is a vampire staying there. And they all end up deciding that garlic should be the one to go up there and visit the vampire's castle and make sure he doesn't harm the community. The whole book is garlic summoning some courage to go and confront this vampire and garlic actually going on the adventure of confronting the vampire. Literally how cute does that sound? This book has such a wholesome sense of humor and had such witty and kind characters and the art style is so beautiful. It matches the story so well it felt like watching a nostalgic cartoon and the vampire was so wholesome <laughs> all of the characters were so so cute i just loved it so much uh it was kind of reminiscent of sesame street in my mind and even like nature cat and that's all i'm gonna say because i want to save most of my rambling about this book for my october wrap up the Kindle experience was great while reading this book. I got it off of Libby and I sent it to my Kindle. Had such a fun time reading it. I literally read it in 24 hours. In my mind, autumn is the season for middle grades. Any other time of the year, middle grades are okay. But in the fall, middle grades just hit differently. So I have three different middle grade book recommendations that you should read. The first one being The Girl Who Drank the Moon by Kelly Barnhill. This book follows a young girl named Luna who is being raised by a witch named Zan in the forest. Zan shares her home with a swamp monster and a tiny dragon, all of which are such gentle and kind characters. And instead of feeding Luna Moonlight, she accidentally feeds her Starlight, which gives her this extraordinary magic. Zan has kept the magic locked away, but now Zan is far away and a young man from the village is determined to come into the forest and kill the witch. Because he has no clue that the witch wants nothing to do with the village and is actually so sweet. This book was so cozy. I read it so long ago, but I just remember it being a stormy night outside in the middle of November. And I was binging this book. And I had a great time reading it. And like I said, I read it a long time ago, so I don't remember a lot about it. But I remember adoring the little swamp monster. He was so sweet to me. Then we have one of my favorite middle grades of all time. This is one of the middle grades that I recommend the most, honestly. And it's The Strangers by Margaret Peterson Haddix. 
This book is about three kids called the Greystone Kids. They're siblings and there is Finn, Chess, and Emma. One day their mom leaves for a quote-unquote business trip. But when information about a kidnapping reaches these kids, things start to appear as though they're different and darker than they seem. The kids that were kidnapped look exactly like them and have the same first and middle names as them. And a sequence of puzzling clues, complex codes, and hidden rooms leads them to a shocking revelation, I guess. I don't want to say too much because I don't know... I don't remember what spoiler territory. I would just let you know that there is doppelgangers involved. And their mom may not be where she said she was going to be. This book was kind of creepy. But it was so adventurous and mysterious. The doppelgangers were such a unique aspect. And this book also has some really good sci-fi and fantasy elements. It was just so good. I remember loving this book so much and literally reading the entire thing from cover to cover in one sitting. Like, y'all, I was literally at a football game or something like that binging this book. I could not put it down. This is a book that I always recommend to little kids um, and bigger kids when they say that they really like math. When they say that they really like science. I'm like, oh, I have a perfect. I have the perfect book for you then then we have a pinch of magic by michelle harrison this story takes place on an island called crowstone there is three sisters in this book betty fliss and charlie each sister gets a magical object but each object comes with a terrible secret the family is haunted by a generations-long curse that prevents them from ever leaving the island at the cost of death but the sisters set out to break the curse and find themselves in grave danger, of course. There were cobblestone roads, misty, foggy skies, and a swamp. And it's literally all about a journey for magic. I'm seriously considering rereading this book because it got me so ready for fall. It got me in the fall mood last year. This book is definitely a book that you bake cinnamon rolls and make tea after reading it's so magical and whimsical and cozy and i enjoyed it so much i have my copy of the book lent out to my cousin but literally if she doesn't read it in a month i'm getting that baby back i'm getting my baby back all right i only have two mystery thriller book recommendations just because i don't read much of the genre but the two that i have are very 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 good so you shouldn't be disappointed. The first one is Scorched Grace by Margaret Duahi. I talked about this book months ago. But I have to recommend it again because it is perfect for literally every season. You could read this book in the summer and really love it. You could read this book in the fall and really love it. It's kind of like one of those universal books. Not necessarily seasonal. This book is set in New Orleans at a Catholic school. The main character, Sister Holiday, is a music teacher at the school and one day while she's standing outside smoking, a dead body falls from a window and the school catches on fire. Crazy. There's nuns, arson, and punk rock queer people. And there's like different timelines in the book and a very, very intriguing mystery plot. What more can you ask for? 
I flew through this book so quickly. It's formatted so nicely and the story was so entertaining. I was completely engaged the whole time. This is one of those books where you sit down and you start reading it and all of a sudden you're on page 200. In no time. Of course, I have to mention my favorite mystery book of the year. Bad Creep by Jessica Johns. Jessica Johns sponsored me at this point. I'm your spokesperson, girly. I love you, Bad. <laughs> I love you too much. I love you too much. In this book, there's a girl named Mackenzie. Her dreams and her realities is messily crossing over with each other. For example, she would dream about running through this forest and grabbing a branch. And when she wakes up, she'll still be holding the branch from her dream. To make a long story short, she's being haunted and hunted by her grief. Because of these dreams, she ends up returning to her hometown, which is a place she fled years ago. And what used to be a booming industry is now a town of abandoned buildings. And the grief left behind in this city is feeding something. The dreams also start to lure her into this forest and there's kind of a haunted forest element. I've already said too much. This book was littered with subliminal messages and there's just so much that I want to analyze and dissect about this book. This is a different type of horror to me. When I'm like, I want a horror book to read, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I need some social commentary. I need some subliminal messaging and just a creepy, eerie vibe. But this is definitely a book for the scaredy cats. I can't read anything horrific for real. Don't want anything too spooky or too scary. You should read this. You'll probably hear about this book in my winter book recommendations too. I have a few fantasy book recommendations. I have been seeing people do like fantasy fall all over bookish social media. So here are my recommendations for that. Of course, you have to read The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy. If you want something to read for fantasy fall, but you don't want anything too fantastical, The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy by Megan Bannon is where it's at. Then I have Binti by Indy Okorafor. So Binti follows a girl obviously named Binti who is going to this grand university so it's kind of a dark academia vibe as well in order to go to the university she has to get on this spaceship and pretty much <laughs> fly across the galaxy to get to it and while she's on the spaceship everybody gets killed immediately <laughs> immediately like what is going on and Binti is the only one that survives because she has this, like, protective clay that she has in her heritage that these creatures cannot kill her people. I don't want to say too much because it's literally 90 pages and I don't want to spoil too much because it's easy to spoil because it's so short. Binti reminded me of Shuri. So that is the main reason why I enjoyed this book. It's very short. I don't really read short fantasy books because if I'm going to invest into a fantasy, I need at least 500 pages. Honestly, I need a hefty story. If I'm going to really understand a magic system and invest some brain power into a fantasy book, it needs to be long and well developed. And this was kind of short, quick, and cute. It was good. And it's an easy, quick read for the fall. So if you're somebody that's looking for something really short to read, definitely read Binti. Then we have Wayward by Amelia Hart. This is also a historical fiction. And I put it under the fantasy category because there is a lot of magical realism. 
Um, this was honestly one of the biggest surprises of the year for me. Wayward is a novel co covering three different generations. One is taking place in the 1600s where a woman named Alpha is, is going on trial after being accused of being a witch. One, the other is in the 1900s where a woman named Violet is grappling with her identity in a society that's pretty much telling her to be docile and normal. And the last one is taking place in the 2000s where a woman named Kate is on the run from her abusive husband, her destination being Wayward Cottage. All of the women share a peculiar magic that ties them to nature in an odd way. It's so good, y'all. It's so good. There's so much woman endurance in this book. The second I finished the first chapter, I was hooked. I recently talked about this book in my September wrap-up. Guys, so, so good. So, so good. Then I have another book that I don't think I've ever talked about on my podcast, which is Hotel Magnifique by Emily Taylor. This book is told from a girl named Jani or Yanni's point of view. Yanni and her sister Zosa are going to an interview for this extremely whimsical and magical hotel that appears and disappears all over the globe. Soon after getting the job, Yanni starts to notice that the hotel is not as wholesome and fun as it seems, and she quickly spirals into uncovering dark secrets about the hotel and the people who own it. The setting was extremely cozy and autumn-like. This book is like um, a pinch of magic mixed with Caraval by Stephanie Garber. Again, there's cobblestone roads and foggy skies, and I just cuddled up with this book. Even the cover of this book screams autumn. I was fully immersed into this book. I honestly flew through it so quickly. This is for the people that are in reading slumps. I loved how this book kind of had that kind of aspect where it was like things are not what they seem. There was a subplot of romance, but... And that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> and the magic system was very well developed. And I loved how unique the character names were. Definitely a book you should read in October. This book was so good. Synopsis, the actual Goodreads synopsis says that this book is for the fans of Carl Vall and the Night Circus. So if you like the Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern or Carval by Stephanie Garber, you'd probably eat this book up, honestly. Last on my fantasy book recommendations, I have Only a Monster by Vanessa Lynn. I don't think I've ever talked about this book on my podcast either. This book follows a girl named Joan, who's half monster and half human. At the beginning of the book, she goes on a date with a guy named Nick. Well, she's getting ready to go on a date with a guy named Nick. The date never happens because she quickly realizes that he's a monster killer. And he's after her family. So Joan ends up having to fight him throughout this whole book. And she ends up teaming, teaming up with this guy named Aaron. The beginning was kind of whack. But the second half of the book was so good. There was time travel and dark academia vibes. And kind of enemies to lovers. But also a love triangle. And when I say enemies to lovers. I mean lovers to enemies to lovers. But they don't make it to lovers again. If that makes sense. And there's all these chaotic plot twists that happens throughout the book that keep changing your mind about who you think is good, who you think is bad, and what you think should happen. 
And um, I'm sorry, but I'm Team Nick. Him and Joan are twin flames in my mind. Last week, I think I told y'all about how the concept of twin flames is definitely my Roman Empire. It's something I think about 75 times a day. I think Joan and Nick are twin flames. They're just not healed enough to be together. That doesn't mean that they can't be together. They just shouldn't be. (sighs) Anyway, I'm not going to go down this rant with y'all. I'm really not. (laughs) I'm going to spare you. Last but not least, I have a few romance book recommendations. I have two romance book recommendations. The first being A Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches by Sangu Manadana. I talked about this book also in my September wrap-up. But I have to talk about it again. Because it is the fall book. This one is kind of more of a fiction than a romance. It's a fiction and it's a magical realism. This one follows a girl named Mika. She's a witch and she lives in a society where witches are very isolated from each other and secretive about their existence. But she has a TikTok where she's pretending to be a witch that owns a tea shop. No one really knows that she's actually a witch. But one day she receives a message inviting her to a hidden cottage where she will teach three young witches how to use their magic. When she goes to this cottage, Mika learns how to live out of isolation and trust people with her identity and explore what she actually wants from her life. Obviously because she can't see other witches or be around with other witches much, she jumps around from place to place. And when she arrives to the cottage, she meets this unlikely group of people, three witches, an elderly couple, and a grumpy librarian named Jamie. It takes place in a cottage. There's a bookstore scene, there's a fluffy dog, and there's found family. It's everything you want from a fall book, literally. (laughs) I had so much fun reading this book. Again, I talked about it a lot in my last episode where I talked about what I read in the month of September. This was so good. I know it's getting some hype because it is the fall season and this is, like I said, the fall book. But it's getting hype for a reason. Last but not least, we have another book that I've never talked about on this podcast, which is What a Match by Mimi Grace. This is the fall romance book. Like, I have not read a book that takes place in fall and that's a romance that's more autumnal than this book but a match follows gwen and anthony gwen is duncan's sister and anthony is duncan's best friend and business partner one day something happens to anthony's apartment and he's looking for somewhere to temporarily stay after a lot of arguments after a lot of well not a lot of arguments after a lot of questioning i guess and conversations with his best friend Duncan that place ends up being Gwen's house so there's a little forced proximity there's a little boy obsessed there's a little roommate and a brother's best friend trope this book had gingerbread pancakes pumpkin carving pumpkin spice latte obsessions relatable and a fall festival This book also takes place in October, so fall is the perfect time to read it. Even the cover screams autumn. You can look at this cover and not think of orange trees, crunchy leaves, and hot coffee. This book is also very, very short. It's less than 250 pages. So again, if you're looking for something really short, sweet, and easy to read, 
this is definitely a good recommendation. It is steamy, so people that are like trying to stay away from spice, keep that in mind. It is steamy. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure you give the Lonnie's Library podcast a five-star rating. And once again, you can use the link in my description box to see all of these recommendations on my Amazon storefront. And be sure to use code Lonnie's Library to get 10% off of your first order on PayPierre. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.